Hello and welcome to Her Soul, the podcast where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host Camille Allison and every week I share with you pieces of me and my experiences in hopes that you'll find encouragement in whatever situation you may be facing. It's my soul, but it's your soul too. It's every woman that listens to this show. It's the shared experience of womanhood. The show for girl talk from another Christian girl's perspective. Welcome to Her Soul. Hi friends, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul. I'm your host Camille and thank you guys for joining me this week and listening. Um, I'm going to just say that this week's episode is a little bit different from the topics that we usually talk about on this show. And um, my audience is primarily women. But this week, we are definitely going to be talking about um, the injustices to the black man, the injustices to the black community, the race- racism and social injustice that has existed in this country, um, and everything surrounding these police brutality cases the protests, the riots, and um, we briefly mentioned George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor last week. And I'm just so sad that we even have to talk about this, but we have to talk about it. And um, it's just one of those things that just can't be left unsaid. So first of all, I am a black woman. I have a black son. You know, the love of my life and my child's father, he is a black man. I have a black father and I have two black brothers and I have a host of black male family members. And so this affects me deeply. It affects the people that I love deeply. And the biggest fear that I have as a mom is that my son is going to grow up in this world that hates him, that is threatened by him. And that sees him as an animal or an enemy or someone that they have to take down. I am afraid that he's going to grow up in this world where his blackness automatically stamps him as a threat. Where anyone can say they feel threatened by him just because of the color of his skin. I can't, I cannot stand that ideology i can't understand it and i cannot stand that this is the america that we are in in the year 2020 we are still dealing with stuff like this and so that's what today is that's what this episode is i really just want to talk about it i think about my son and the conversations that i'll have to have with him as he's growing up so right now kingston's one he'll be two in december And I just think about like as he gets older, the kind of conversations that we'll have to have. And I it makes me sick that I have to even explain to him, sit him down and just let him know that this society does not look at him as the same, the same as, you know, his white counterpart. That a little white boy in his class is going to be viewed a whole lot different than he will be. And because of that, he has to take certain precautions. Um and i have to i'll have to break this down and i'll have to explain this to him because i need him to be safe i need him to make sure that he's coming home every single evening and so i think about having that conversation and i think about does my white peer have to have that conversation with her son 
does she have to worry whether or not her son is safe? You know, when he gets his driver's license and he's finally able to, you know, drive on his own, does she have to worry about her son being pulled over by the police and possibly being killed? And a lot of you might say that that's dramatic, but it's not. It's a reality that black moms are dealing with. It's a fear that black moms are dealing with that when it is when their children do become independent, that they have to deal with police who have this complex, who feel as though they have the power to take life. My white counterpart, the same age, white mom, 26 years old, she's not worried about that right now. She's enjoying this time with her son, watching him grow up. She's not faced with the images on the news of little white boys being killed, you know, because police feel that they have power or because white people in general feel that they have power over black lives. She's not worried about that. I am. My fellow black moms, we are. And so what are we going to do about this? Because I just refuse. I refuse to keep this going. I refuse for my children to grow up living like this. It's not right. And for the people who question the Black Lives Matters movement, the people who question, you know, what's the point of all of this, who feel as though we are making this up, that we are skewing the statistics to favor, you know, our agenda. To those people specifically, this is not something that you would want to make up. This is a reality that we face every single day, something we have to think about all the time. You know, I was listening to the news and just listening, talking, they were talking about George Floyd and the riots. And I just let out this deep breath of like, why do we have to keep going through this? Every few months, it's a new black life. It's a new situation going on, a new video that's circulated of a black man being killed. Okay. Every few months. That's not something we're making up. That's something that is happening. That's our reality. And so the emotion that comes with this is very real. And it needs to be addressed. So how do we get to the bottom of this, right? Everybody is saying that it begins with a conversation with people who are not black, who hold positions of power, people who don't understand our experiences and primarily white people. And so, okay, the conversation has been, is the, everyone's been saying the conversation needs to be started for years, Since Trayvon Martin and probably before then, everyone has talked about how the conversation has needed to become, you know, bigger. We need to get on the same um, understanding and be on the same level. Our leaders, our political leaders, they've all said the same thing. And I'm really at a point where it's not about a conversation. Because at this point, if you don't understand, if you can't see how inhumane all of this is, then there is no need for a conversation. The media and um, a lot of people got worked up over the riots. And while I don't believe that, you know, there should have been stealing and destruction of property and loss of lives. I do not believe in that. I do not condone any of that. But I remember just thinking, I can understand It's kind of like the lid being blown off. It's like being stabbed in the same spot repeatedly. 
at some point, it's going to be too much to take. At some point, you know, the lid is going to blow off. We have had enough. Black people have had enough. This country has said time and time again that they will listen to us, that they will have a conversation with us, and yet we still have gotten nowhere. And now this situation has really taken the taken over the news ways and I feel like we've made a lot of noise. We've made enough noise that we're finally starting to get the attention of our leaders. Now, in reference to our leaders, the leader of this country, the president, Donald Trump, I disagree with a lot of what he says and what he does. I don't think that he is healthy for this country. But in a time like this, he is the leader of this country. And what I would expect from a leader is not what I'm getting. You have a country that is in an emotional Unrest, if you want to say it like that. And instead of expressing compassion, you know, understanding, giving us some sort of hope and way forward, you instead believe that it's smarter to increase the divide, not to acknowledge us, to acknowledge our feelings, but to basically antagonize us. That's exactly what he does. He sits up there and he antagonizes us in this entire situation, constantly adding fuel to the fire. How can we have a conversation and expect that we will truly be heard by you? And that's a serious question because I feel like a lot of black people feel as though you guys want to have a conversation white people are political leaders, whoever they want to have a conversation. They want to understand, but do you really? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Y'all can tell me what y'all think. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was just from the Christian perspective, because we are taught to love everyone and we can't exhibit hate towards anyone because Jesus didn't hate us. Jesus went way outside of his comfort zone. He reached out to people from all different walks of life. And that's what we are tasked to do. We are tasked to reach out and love one another as if they are our own flesh and blood. And so that's what we're taught. I live in South Carolina. I've lived here all my life. And down South, definitely there is a hub of, you know, racists. But there's also this... um Southern pride and Christian faith and going to church. And I think that that's great. I think going to church and being with the Lord and studying the Bible is great. But if you are being, if you are going to church and you're studying the word and you're in prayer and you're this and you're that, but you have racist tendencies, you look at black people differently. You don't feel as if a black life is more important than your white life then you do not exhibit the characteristics that Jesus did. And that's something that you definitely need to look at. You cannot be a Christian and an advocate for Jesus Christ and hate black people or hate people who are different from you in general. We are called to love one another. That's it. We love. We don't judge. We don't take other people's lives. We don't think that we're better than other people because we're a lighter skin tone. That's not the way that this works. We reach out to everyone. We see everyone as they are and we love them. That's it. 
God will handle everything else. I'm hoping that in this time, and I've seen it with like um, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Pastor Stephen Furtick, and um, he's of Elevation Church, and Pastor John Gray of Relentless Church. I've seen it with the bigger churches, bigger churches, excuse me, the mega churches, those pastors. I see they are kind of stepping up and, you know, coming to the forefront to speak on this and bring people together. I can see that, but I'm hoping and I'm praying that on a more local level, our little churches in the South, that we are having this conversation with our congregation. Our church is everywhere, really, but in the root where a lot of this racism was started and where it still lingers, I'm praying that we're having this conversation. Are you having a talk in your church about the racist um tendencies that you have that lie within your church, you know, and not maybe they aren't intentional. Maybe they aren't intentional, but it's just something that you've been brought up on and it's just ingrained in you. Are y'all having that conversation? Because we can have a conversation black person to white person, but white person to white person needs to happen as well. And you need to be taking it back to your communities and to your families, because if not, none of this is going to change. Everything is going to stay the same. We'll be stuck in this revolving circle. A black man is killed. A video is recorded and it's blasted all over the media. Black people are upset. We go through this again and again and again. And then everybody talks about wanting to have a conversation. They pretend they're having a conversation. The media dies down and then another black person is killed. And then we go through the cycle again. At some point, the conversation has to stop. And I also want to say to white mothers, what are you teaching your son? Your children, not even your sons, but your children. What are you teaching them? Are you teaching them that love does not cross skin colors? That, you know, there's no reason to treat anyone differently, not for disability, not for skin color, not for anything. Because that's an an important conversation to have with your white children. Because the conversation I'm having with my black child and my, you know, black children to come is that white people and other people in this world will not necessarily see them as equal. And I don't think that I should have to have that conversation. So let's, let's, y'all, that's, that's it. That's all I have to say on it. Um, I'm hoping that this is reaching some ears who want to have a conversation and we'll definitely do that. I'm going to open up the Facebook group um, and put everything up there so we can talk about it on there. And you guys, just let me know what you think. This is so emotionally draining and tiring for me. I am sad and just annoyed that we have to keep talking about this. But me being a black woman and having this platform, a Christian-based platform, I cannot just not say anything, especially when it hits so close to home. Alrighty guys, so let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to share this episode with a sister or a friend. Um, rate and subscribe and I will see you guys next week. I'm praying that your week is blessed and full of positivity. I love y'all. Bye.